Hey, you're listening to Podcast Rewind with Erica Jarvis and Amy Randolph. This is the podcast about all of the podcasts that we just can't stop listening to. Enjoy! Hey everybody, welcome to Podcast Rewind, and this is episode 21. Woohoo! Party! Hey, I am Erica Jarvis, one half of your host. You can stalk me on the internet at Erica Jarvis. And here at Podcast Rewind, I talk about podcasts with my best friend. Hey, is that me? It's you. Well, my name is Amy Randolph, the other host of hey, Podcast. Amy. Hey, Erica, of Podcast Rewind. Uh, you can politely stalk me mm-hmm. on the inter- interwebs. I said interwebs. I hate myself. <laughs> um, at I'm Amy Randolph on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and this is our 21st episode. And mm-hmm. so, of course, like we do it anyway. We've been underage drinking, but uh-huh. uh, let's talk about our drink of the week. Cheers. Cheers. What is that cocktail you got, girl? Um, okay. So <laughs> a couple weeks ago, I Instagrammed um, a bottle of tequila on my nightstand table. Uh-huh. And it's not, you keep it by you know close at hand for <laughs> you just for good never reasons. know when you're gonna get really thirsty. <laughs> and I had bought it years ago uh, for my brother's wedding and never ended up using it. And when I got home, I unpacked and just put it on my nightstand. Then I realized like, well, the color combo looks really good. Uh-huh. And so I was yeah, like, so it's, oh, so it's still there. Decorative tequila. It's decorative tequila. And I was thinking like, oh, I should really partake. But then I remembered there's a bottle of tequila in our freezer. There sure is. And that has been there since before I moved into this apartment. Oh, yes. Yeah, there I guess were you're totally right. There were others before me. There were. <laughs> in this apartment, and that bottle of tequila, I am positive, was there the first time I put something in that freezer. So then, funny story, that <laughs> bottle of tequila was purchased by my father, mm-hmm. big tequila fan, Rick hey, Jarvis, right. and we were, um, my family was in town to like celebrate Christmas and go to the Disney parks, and we took my dad to the tequila bar in Mexico. Oh, at Epcot. Yeah, 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 yeah. so delicious. Yeah. And my mom stayed back at the hotel. It was my dad, my brother, and I, and we were just doing shots and trying all these different kind of tequilas. Basically get kicked out because they're like, you don't have to go home, but you most certainly cannot stay here. <laughs> cut off at Disney. <laughs> yes. So then Nailed we went it. back to our hotel, and my dad was like, I'm not done. So we went to like the marketplace at like Yacht and Beach, wherever we were staying or something, mm-hmm. bought tequila, limes, and club soda. And then, like, went to the concierge floor and stole honey and, like, came back Hell to our yeah. room and crafted what my dad called, like, honey margaritas. And I'm pretty sure my mom wanted to divorce my father and somehow <laughs> disown my brother and I. We were a mess. And so when they left, my parents were like, keep the bottle of tequila. And I've never drank from it since. They didn't mean forever. <laughs> <laughs> keep it forever. <laughs> it's, like, the best souvenir. <laughs> um, so tonight, I freshly opened it up. Tequila reopened after years, and so this is just like an entire lime mm-hmm. that to Patron Silver tequila and a bunch of club soda. Well, hey, alcohol doesn't go bad. It so does not. Yeah. Thank you. What are you drinking? I am having. I'm having a beer. I'm Ooh. having a beer like the classy lady that I am. I'm having um, New Belgium's Voodoo Ranger IPA. Yum! I gotta tell you, I've been having so much wine over the past few days that I. Literally think I'm like kind of wind out right Ooh, now, which is not great. not a thing. Yeah, not a thing that I'm used to feeling. But today called for a beer. 
Probably just one. Two. Maybe two. Anyway, so after we talk about drinks here on Podcast Rewind, we like to tell each other what we're obsessed with this week. So Erica, my darling, tell me what you're obsessed with. (sighs) Queer Eye for the Strike. Sorry, it's not Queer Eye for the Strike. It's just Queer Eye on Netflix. So it's back. We've got a new Fab Five and a... um, Binge worthy because they drop all the episodes at once on Netflix. God bless Netflix. I know, and so I knew it was back, and I was like, uh, maybe I'll watch, maybe I won't. And then my brother one day was just like, "Are you watching?" I have so many thoughts, and I You're was like, "Straight married my brother, straight married brother." <laughs> and I was like, "All right, I'll give it a go." And within episode one, I'm sobbing. I have feelings. I yeah. have a favorite Fab Five. My brother and I were fighting over Anthony. He thinks his recipes are garbage, and he's no <laughs> Ted Allen. And I'm like, "Yeah, but have you seen him without his shirt off? Like, who gives a shit about the recipes, Robert?" So he said he binged it with his wife, like, in a weekend. And he's, like, trying to, like, wait for me to catch up. And it's so good that I'm trying to savor them and just do, like, yeah. one a day. But yesterday I just binged a couple more. And it's just so good. There's no way to not cry. And they cut off the straight guy part because they do makeovers with gay guys, too. So it's yeah. just really, like, a makeover show. And it's exactly how you remember it when they come in and meet the guy and trash his house yeah, and I make fun of everything. And then at the end send them off to, like, you know, a dinner for their girlfriend or a party at their house, and then they watch somewhere else yeah, and yeah, like yeah, critique yeah. the footage. And they're like, "What are you doing? No, I didn't no. put that shirt like that. Judge that. Judge, 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 judge." Yeah, it was a great show on Bravo back in the day. I'm happy that it's back. Oh yeah, it's so good. I mean, the memes are amazing. The like, you know, um, BuzzFeed listicles are perfection. So I want you to start watching it so that you can understand everything. Like Karamo is amazing. I just like. <laughs> I watched I the first episode. Oh, that's been going to bed the other night, but honestly, I fell asleep before. Like, that's the a good, good part, episode. But I'll rewatch. That one was, that one hit home with America. Yeah. That guy I, was I've like. i stories on the internet about the guy that they made over. Yes. And like, everyone's rooting for him to find love yes. with, I guess, his ex-wife that he's in love with. Ex-wife. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, other than that. <laughs> other than that. <laughs> um, I'm obsessed. Actually, I had two obsessions this week. Not allowed. Uh, well, no. <laughs> I'm changing the rules. Change it up. Um, okay, so first of all, I, I'm hurting today, but I tried a new workout yesterday that was so much fun. I think yeah. I have a new workout obsession. It's, I don't even know what to call it, but um, it's a bungee thing. So, like, you get hooked up to a harness to a bungee in the ceiling, and you can basically, like, fall f- forward, but you don't smack your face. Yeah. It just, like, springs you back, and then uh-huh. it's all about, like, core and resistance. And it was an awesome workout. It was super fun. I can't wait to do it again. Um, if you look here in Orlando, check out Dynamite Fitness. Yeah, you and um, I are both hurting today. Yeah, I did you a did kickboxing a- class on Friday night, and I still can't, like, straighten my arms. Yeah, like, it's getting worse as the day goes on. I'm like, oh, check out that muscle. That just started hurting 20 minutes no. ago. I really wasn't going to drink tonight, but I was like, maybe the tequila will just, just, lift, right. just warm up my muscles. Okay, but here's what I'm really obsessed with. I am obsessed with this documentary that I watched on, uh, well, I watched it on demand, but it's from the ID Network, okay. Investigation Discovery that I also lovingly refer to as the murder, murder channel. <laughs> um, it's all like true crime um, murder shows basically uh-huh. on ID, but they had this documentary that um, it was fascinating. So it was about this woman who was an investigative journalist at NBC. And one of her subjects, she was, um, she was doing a story on this doctor who was coming up with this revolutionary way to make basically a, a fake trachea mm. and and not like a have, trach implant kind like of like a trach implant type thing, and they wind up falling in love. He proposes what? to her, and he's a you know big wheeling doctor. He lives in Barcelona, tons of money. Barcelona, Barcelona, <laughs> and he's flying her all over the world. These extravagant vacations, 
clothes, money, whatever she wants. And then they're going to get married. And he's like, but my darling, I love you so much. Let me plan the entire wedding down to every detail. No, 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 no. But he drops like some details. Like, get out of the house. He says they're getting married by the Pope. That the Pope is going to marry them. And he's got like... He's a good enough liar that she, like, believed. Oh, by the way, this thing is called He Lied About Everything. <laughs> so when you go into it, you realize, like, this Ugh. is going to fall. This is going to go poorly for her. What's this about for her? Um, and then just, so it, it all unravels because she sees a newspaper story, like, two months before their wedding, that the Pope just announced a trip to South America during the week of their wedding. So she's like, hey, babe, uh, <laughs> are we getting married in South America? I thought we were going to the Vatican. Yeah. And he's like... Oh, no, that must be a mistake. But that's how it starts unraveling. Got it. And then she finds out the crazy web of lies that he has laid, including the fact that that trick, you think, does not fucking work. And he put it in eight people, and seven of them are now dead. Oh, God. Yeah. So he's, like, had to run off to Russia at one point, but he was pra- he's still practicing medicine in Europe. Jesus. But there's, like, it, it's crazy. He lied about everything on ID. Go check it out. She must feel awesome as a good journalist to not have noticed oh, actual she, signals. She totally talks about that. She's like, I have been an investigative journalist uh-huh. for 17 years, and I fucking missed this. Right. Uh, um, by the way, she's not anymore because she quit her job because she was going to move to Barcelona with him. Which, good thing she didn't Well, she went over there eventually and found his other wife and children. Oh, shit. Yeah. No, it's messed up, but it was it was fascinating. Oh my god, that's so crazy! <gasps> so Tell me okay. how that goes. Yeah. So well, it's over. It's just that one documentary. Oh, but so, is it a couple of episodes? It, it was no. It was an hour and a half on oh, demand. Okay. So if you catch it on TV Got with commercials, it. it's probably two hours. Okay. Um, Not too bad. Yeah. So it was just that, and so I had to sprinkle in my little bit of true crime. Yes. Because you guys, the format of the show this week, we're kind of throwing away because yeah. we're going to indulge ourselves <laughs> in our. One of our favorite pastimes, reality TV, especially The Bachelor. Because, y'all, it was a big fucking week Jeez, was on it The Bachelor. Ever. I mean, it, it, it permeated into everything. It really did, including podcasts. So have no fear. Yeah. We are still talking about yeah. the podcasts. And like we've said on the show many times, one of our favorite things to do after some of our favorite television is to go back and read the recaps, the yeah. funny recaps online, and listen to podcast yeah. recaps. Um, it's... It's just fun to hear other people's perspective and people yes. who are more witty than us <laughs> to hear them make Speak fun. yourself. Hey, hey, hey. So I have a lot of Bachelor podcasts yeah. that I started listening to just through this season with Ari. Uh-huh. So I have now for a few seasons been listening to Rose Pricks, uh, a Bachelor roast, uh, hosted by Ronnie Karam and Stephanie something. Ronnie is also the co-host of Watch What Crappens. Uh-huh. Um, and I know I've talked about Rose Pricks. Like, I think when The Bachelor yeah. was starting, I mentioned it. So I've been listening to their recaps for a while, but knowing that Ari's season was going to take a left turn Uh because there were so many hints and spoilers out there, I started listening to more Bachelor podcasts this season, and now I think between watching the three to four hours on television every week and listen, I probably spend like 12 hours a week focused on The Bachelor, Uh which is probably not good for me, but it's not good for brain cells, but but it's a thing I'm doing. And now that the show's over, you know, I I get a breather before The Bachelorette comes back. You go back to your regularly scheduled programming. So for anybody still listening to us that hasn't, like that has not turned off by now, (laughs) but if you're still here and you happen to not know what happened on The Bachelor this week, 
We should probably start there and fill people in. Yeah, absolutely. So we know Ari was um, The Bachelor and that things were going to be a little crazy on the season because he was like a secondary or didn't get picked in the end of the season with Emily Emily Maynard. And I don't remember. five years ago. Thank you. And I really wasn't watching then. I was. I'm an in and out Bachelor fan. I have to see who it is and do I have any connection and do I care. And you were really excited about this year and Ari. So I was I like, was. okay, I'll give it a go. I remembered Ari and I liked him on Emily's season. I wanted her to pick him. I thought she made the wrong choice with Jeff. Um, but then Ari left my brain. I didn't really yeah, sit around pining for him the no. last five years. So he's a, an older bachelor. He's 36. And so mm-hmm. normally we get guys in their early, or I'm sorry, late, late 20s. 20s, maybe early 30s. So having somebody at 36 is like, okay, you're definitely probably ready to find a wife. He says that over and over again. I'm ready to find a wife. I'm ready to find a wife. So what does he do? Cuts everybody that's age appropriate and focuses on the 20-year-old. Oh, yeah. And so it was, yeah, it was pretty nasty. And I have theories about him. Um, (laughs) That's for a different (laughs) podcast. However, what we find out in the end that has been the big spoiler for a while, if you were into spoiler alerts, the way I 100% am. Yeah, me too. He picks and proposes to Becca Kay in the end. And that was the spoiler that was out there. And then... More spoilers, dun dun dun. dun. More spoilers are starting to come out. Podcasts and like you know recaps online. And this huge event was getting spoiled, so ABC had to really get in front of it. Us Weekly did a thing. What did Ari do? Ari pulled what they call in Bachelor Nation a A Mesnick. And for those who don't know, a Mesnick that is Jason Mesnick. In his season, he proposed to his quote unquote winner, Melissa Rycroft. And after a few weeks, was like, oh, God, I meant the other girl. My bad. My bad. <laughs> I need to go switch it up. Yeah. Hey, producers, I, I'm going to change it. And and our, our boy Ari did the same. He went back and told producers, actually, I love the runner-up. Can, can you help me get her back? Uh-huh. And I'm going to dump this girl. Except he did it. And what most people agree, I think, a much more brutal yeah. and low-down, icky, fuckboy way. Yeah, and MTV. I have MTV in the <laughs> It page felt like I was watching MTV I at some point this season. I read a Jersey Shore meme earlier, and it, it stuck with me, obviously. <sighs> Jersey Shore. ABC played the what they called the unedited version of Ari breaking up with Becca and letting her know, the more time I spend with you in this engagement, the more I feel like me reconciling with Lauren is not going to happen. And she was yeah. like, yes, that's, that's how absolutely how relationships work. So we get this 45-minute footage that is uncomfortable it as was fuck oh, watching him break up with her and her demand him to just leave. And he was like, oh, um, can I just sit here still, though, and look at you while you cry? the producers let him leave. I don't think they I did don't know. Either. I don't believe it was fully unedited. Yeah. I think the producers were, were puppeting that one a little bit. Oh, great. And so then, you know, they do break up, and the next night we find that, you know, he got it was to Lauren's house, and he's ready to take a risk on her and see if she'll be with him. But then what we find out through a lot of the podcasts that we're about to talk about, that might not be the case that this was much of a risk. Exactly. And well, it's even talked about on the show that he was he told Becca before he broke up with her that he was still having feelings for Lauren and would it be okay with her if he reached out to Lauren? And Becca thinks that it's like he needs closure with Lauren. Yeah. But no, motherfucker was asking Lauren, if I dump Becca, will you take me back? Uh-huh. And that's what's dirty about it is that would he have stayed with Becca if Lauren had said no. Yes. Uh, he had to make sure that he had someone uh-huh. lined up in the wings before he got his big boy pants on and broke off his engagement. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, he needed mm-hmm. her to be a Very. safe bet and not a risk. Oh, 
man. Exactly. So she does take him back, and then, ugh, on the after, after final rose, whatever the fuck they call it, like, the the last two hours, which, frankly, I have not watched all of, because it's been so spoiled. Uh Like, I'm good. I've been watching, like, five-minute increments. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But he proposes to runner-up Lauren, and, of course, she accepts, and, like, they do it in front of a live studio audience, and the audience is, like, like golf clap polite applause because it's so uncomfortable so uncomfortable and also it's to be said the Rebecca who he picked who's now going to be our bachelorette and we're excited for that because she is a beautiful brunette yeah um very she's funny she's sassy she's intelligent she's well-spoken she's interesting and Lauren the runner-up that he's now with We've been referring to her as a curling iron all <laughs> season because she just curls her hair and stands there. Uh-huh. Like, she gets away with being a pretty blonde and doesn't have to talk. Yeah. Literally on their dates, she did not talk. She would Bullsh- say things like, cool. <laughs> that's it. And that's how she referred to looking at Notre Dame in Paris. Uh-huh. She's like, okay. Cool. Look and at then, that. And then just like, mm, And then would keep on walking. And yeah, he'd like, be like, I, the chemistry with us. The, everything what? she says. I'm like, what? Is she saying? I can't. Nobody name. knew what she was saying to the point where Vulture put out an amazing recap <laughs> of the ninety-four times she, she spoke. spoke the entire season, and it was like one whole section was like, "Cool, that's cool." <coughs> Sorry, I like it. Off. That's cool. Mm, yeah, food. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's that's where, that's we, where are. we are, and you can probably guess what our opinions are <laughs> already, but. The podcast this week have been just delicious if you're into a Bachelor podcast. So a podcast that I started listening to just for this season that I swore I would never listen to, oh, but I remember I'm in this. deep now, is the Ben Higgins and Ashley Iaconetti podcast, Almost Famous. We talk, I talked about it on this show, and you are like, that's nice for I'm you. Not I'm not going to do it. Yep, but you came home, and you were like, oh, I, I love it. Uh, I love this podcast now. So Ben Higgins was a Bachelor uh, two seasons ago, yep. Ashley Iconetti was on um, Chris Souls's season of The Bachelor. She didn't make it very far. She got cut um, on a two-on-one date where I think he cut both of them. Yeah. And um, she has been on all of the iterations of Bachelor in Paradise and Winter yep. Olympics since. Oh, she's and, a darling of the Bachelor oh, world. Yeah. I love her. Yeah, and she, she produces great TV. She's an interesting person because on television, she's a crying, needy mess. Mm-hmm. But in real life, like, she writes recaps for Cosmopolitan and she has broadcast. She's very articulate and well-spoken and very self-aware of how uh-huh. she comes off on television. Yeah. Um, and anyway, Ben and Ashley are friends in real life. And this podcast that they have together, Almost Famous, um, which is produced by Our Heart Media, is actually really great. It is. <laughs> So, um, this week they had two episodes, one for each of, like, the nights uh-huh. of shows. Um, yeah, so after Sunday night, they put out their podcast, and that one was great, because Ben Higgins had been on that live show on yep. Sunday night, and he came straight... Monday night? Uh, yeah, it was Monday, Monday night, night. And Tuesday night. Sorry, Sunday was the Oscars. Uh-huh. Uh, so Monday night, he went straight from the studio after he filmed on that live uh, finale, and took, like, the five girls, like, they had ex- uh, contestants from Ari's season yeah. on to talk about, you know, what they thought about the situation, who are all clearly going to paradise this summer. <laughs> uh, but he brought those girls with, and they were on the show with Ashley, and it was great. Yeah, it was really good, because they were um, Team Becca. Team Becca, and they were for like, sure. You know, obviously he wants to be with Lauren, and that's good. Lauren's a nice person. Ari's horrible. Becca's the greatest thing ever. 
he let go of a number, like a 10, 11, 12. Like, she's that amazing. Yeah. And they all came with some serious dish of what actually happened after filming ended. They fully did. So Carolyn, who didn't make it very far on no. the season, but is good friends with Becca, had some dish, some yeah. real dish. So he had evidently texted Lauren B. like on New Year's. By the way, the show premiered New Year's Day. Uh-huh. So like the show is just coming out. And he's thinking about this so much. We hear this from Carolyn that he he texted Lauren and made it pretty clear to her what he was going to do. And it was two weeks later until he actually broke up with Becca in real life. So mid-January when yeah. he actually broke up with her. And they filmed that. But Carolyn knows because Lauren told somebody in this bachelor circle basically, you know, that Ari and I are getting back together but Becca didn't know this yet, and no. Carolyn got heard of it, and as a good girlfriend, went to Becca and was like, hey, are you okay? Becca's like, why? You know, uh-huh. like, I'm engaged. Everything's fine. She's like, you're about to not be. Yep. So then again, when we are seeing Becca being so surprised about the breakup uh-huh. on television, now we know that she had a heads up going in. So yeah. I look at that with a different point of view now. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because my mom, who doesn't watch any of this stuff, just <laughs> chose to watch that finale this week, and she even said to me, like, oh... That was staged, right? That breakup. And mm-hmm. I was like, they say it wasn't. And she was like, okay. okay. <laughs> like, yeah, it was. So, yeah, we hear that all of the girls are, you know, said. Like, we all talked. We all knew each other's phone numbers. We would hang out. We did a lot of stuff together. Yeah, this was circulating. And thank God Carolyn got this in front of Becca. So it wasn't a huge blow. But then she thought when she was being called to a happy couples weekend, it was they were going to talk. Yeah. But not break Um, Yeah, no, I think that there was definitely some surprise on Becca's part, um, but maybe she had a spoiler for herself and what was going to happen. And I would say that I think of that episode of Almost Famous, that was the big bomb that we kind of found out that this was so premeditated the entire Yes, yes. None of this was a risk. He knew he was going with Lauren, and Lauren was idly sitting by and waiting for him to call, basically, it sounds like. Ugh, Gross. I know. Um, we got some great stuff from Sien also yeah. on that podcast. So Ben has talked openly about having a major crush on Sien yes. as they've been watching and recapping the shows. And then, like, Sien was sitting there and Ashley I was like, going to ask her out? you going to ask her <laughs> out? Like, that was super fun. But Sien also had some really good – she made a – she said something so awesome that made me stop and think. Um, what was it? The, they asked Sien, you know, did you see this coming? Did, did you think there was any possibility that he would – you know, leave Becca for Lauren because he. We all saw him being so indecisive at yeah. the end, and she said, "You know what I think? I think that if he had picked Lauren, he in the first place, that by now he would have left her and gone to Becca. Yeah, because he doesn't know what he wants. No, and he was just destined to second guess himself into doing this, no matter which of the two he picked. And then they were all kind of like, "Whoa, Whoa. I haven't thought about that. Yeah. What do you think about that? I think it's true because you know my true deep down feelings about Ari." Yeah. I guess I'm going to do it. Do it. I think he's gay, which in the words of Seinfeld, not like there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. There truly isn't. Um, but I think that I just kind of get that vibe from him because of the indecisiveness. And I, I need a wife. I want a wife. I want a wife. I want mm-hmm. a wife. Well, can't you just be okay with like a partner? Like why does this wife thing stick in your head? And like everything is just being like shoved down like – yeah. I was going to say shoved down his throat, but no, that's him shoving his tongue down these women's throats. Yeah, and they like, so aggressively he's made aggressively out with them. Aggressively makes out with them. Yeah. The way he drapes himself all over these women when they're sitting next to him is the way I think a, a gay man believes a straight man behaves with women. Like, yes, it's just like, I see your point. You told me this the other night, and I was like, all right, that's a new right? one Because like, if you're sitting next to your boyfriend or a guy, 
And especially in front of your parents, he might kindly put his arm, not even around you, maybe on the back of your chair, Mm -hmm. some kind of just gesture gesture of care and Mm -hmm. affection. But he... He was, he was literally wearing her. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, or they were wearing him. He literally just drapes, drapes his 6'3 himself. body over them. Yeah. And the way he, like, goes in for kissing and this, everything he does just kind of has this sense of, like, maybe he's not entirely straight. And you so, think like, he's my, playing the part of a straight man and what he thinks how straight men behave with Absolutely. Him. And so then I think that when he picked Becca, he was like, okay, now we're engaged. And he was like, oh, this doesn't feel the way I think it's supposed to. I'll go pick Lauren now, and maybe that'll feel right. Yeah. I, I'm I did not sure with a few women, and they were like, I definitely see 75% of that. I, and, I, I mean, I can still be wrong, too. Yeah, I don't think so that allegedly. I really agree, agree so much. I do just think that – I think he's a narcissist mm-hmm. and um, does whatever he wants in the moment, which is – so to move on, which is kind of what – we heard, so I'm going to move on to Reality Steve. Yes, this was a good one. This we was talk a great about Reality Steve a lot. We he do. has a spoiler slash recap website that... And has for years. Yeah. He's been spoiling since Bachelor, I think, season two or three. Oh, and he's pretty good. And everyone asks, what how do you your know? Sources? What are your sources? And he will not give he them not. up. But he knows people close to the situation. Yeah, exactly. And so he is my go-to when his show starts. I will read who the winner is, and then I will decide if I watch the show. Yep. And Tarantino myself. Fully spoils. So his podcast is actually rather new. I think he's only had it about a year now. Yeah. He's been running his website. And And it's not a spoiler alert podcast by any means. Yeah, it is. Well, it's a podcast, but he talks about his spoilers openly. He usually has guests from reality shows, mostly The Bachelor, but I've heard heard Housewives and a couple other people on there. Um, but yeah, he's not doing a podcast to spoil, no. but he talks openly about what his spoilers are on yeah. the show. Um, anyway, earlier in Ari's season, I listened to a podcast or one of his episodes where he had a girl named Sydney who had been Ari's girlfriend for the past year prior to him going on The Bachelor. Mm. And she basically said he's a narcissist. He does whatever he wants. He was, you know, just not a good boyfriend yeah. and that his relationship with Courtney Robinson is one of the big reasons that they broke up. So Ari and Courtney um, are very good friends and have dated on and off. Courtney is related to Bachelor Nation because she won Ben, what's his name? Flagnick. Flagnick's season of The Bachelor, and they are no longer together. She was the villain also of her season, so it was like kind of a scandal when he picked her. Yeah. Every now and then, when The Bachelor picks the villain, like when Jake picked Vienna, uh-huh. it, do, it is a lot more fun. It is. And they never stay together. No. They never stay they together. Because they see night one premiere, and they're like, holy shit, you snowed me. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're horrible, and yeah. everybody hates you. Exactly. So, anyway, um, I listened to that one, like I was saying, with, with his guest, Sydney, uh-huh. who is not a star, but just knew Ari early on, and that one was pretty full of spoilers. Yeah. But this week, Reality Steve had Courtney now on the show. So Courtney is still actually very close friends with Ari. So she was there a little bit to defend him and try to, you know, make him seem like not the bad guy. Steve, by the way, openly hates Ari and thinks that he's terrible and an asshole. Um, But Courtney talking to Steve had a lot of, you know, information that Steve couldn't get a hold of because it was, you know, between the two of them. She made it pretty clear that that Sydney girl was not in the kind of relationship with Ari she thought it was a lot more serious than Ari did, yeah. and so her being this heartbroken is Ari's fault because he let her on, but she probably should have asked some more questions about where he was at night uh-huh. and all those kinds of things, but 
Um, yeah, she had some good reveals and she had some really good introspective too on the situation, having been the villain herself. Yes. Because Ari has pretty much made himself the villain, the villain. of his own uh-huh. season. Absolutely. Which that has only happened before with Juan Pablo. Yeah. Um, so that was, I, I recommend that as listening. You know? I agree. Um, I didn't watch Ben's season. You didn't either, right? I didn't. I was away on a, a European work trip. It was like, <laughs> seriously, for like the entire run of That's that right. season. Yeah. So no, so- I didn't see it. Followed along a little bit on the internet, just yeah. what was going on. But yeah, and that was around the time like I really wasn't keeping up. But um, the fact that you know she had some inside information, she could kind of speak to Ari's character, and even was just like, "I'm in his life, and so hope Lauren's okay with that." Like, I'm not going anywhere. She's like, "I'm probably going to that wedding." Uh huh. And when she moves here to Scottsdale, I mean, she was like, "I'm happy to be friends with her and show her around town." Yeah, if that's what they want me to do. But even she was kind of saying how like. In watching the show, she didn't even know what she would talk to Lauren about because she was kind of so dull. <laughs> she's a curling the, iron. She's a curling iron. And she was just like, I mean, I guess he's in love with her. She seems nice. Like, you could tell she's not jazzed. Yeah, and she, yeah, Courtney wasn't jazzed, but she is certain that he's going to marry her. Whereas Reality Steve thinks that they're not getting married. And she's like, nope, they're planning that wedding for real. And Steve's but, like, okay. But here's the thing. She said that because she heard them talking about it on a TV show. Oh, yeah, that's she true. Doesn't she doesn't because know because Arya Ari. said anything. And so we don't know that that conversation is legit. They need to make their relationship look like, okay, we only got back together six weeks ago. Of course we're ready for a marriage, you know, ASAP. We knew each other for 40 hours uh-huh. during The Bachelor. Which we're so is a, happy together. Which is a fun set that has yeah. been tossed around a lot on these shows is that the winner, quote-unquote, at the end has probably spent at most 40 hours with, with The, the bachelor, bachelor or Bachelorette. And, like, what? Yeah, you know, that, that brings up a great conversation that's been talked about. Even Ben has talked about it. Uh, on his podcast, that The Bachelor might need to rethink the forcing yep. of a proposal at the end of the season because I, I think I think that's a lot of the reasons that these couples don't work out. There's so much pressure. Yeah, maybe they should just kind of pick a girlfriend yeah. at the end rather than a fiance. I think so. And the pressure would be off a little bit. And uh, both Ben and Ari and who else was I listening to? Oh, Jason Mesnick, I think. Yeah. Because um, he gets on Ben and Ashley later. We have to go back to that. Um, but uh, the producers put so much pressure yeah. on that lead to pick someone to propose to. Even when the lead is saying, I'm not ready to propose. I know which one I want to keep dating. Yeah. Um, but I'm not ready to propose. And Ben was talking about it with Ashley. And Ashley agreed that maybe the, the producers need to rethink a little bit what what they're forcing these people yeah, to do. Absolutely. So let's talk about that because, like you mentioned, there were two episodes of Almost Famous this week. Yes. And on the second episode, we had kind of a funny... Yeah, it was a weird, like, handoff. It was a handoff. There was Ben, and he was just having the greatest time talking to himself about how he thought that yeah. the finale ended and had a lot of insight as somebody who's been The Bachelor. And then, excuse me, he hands it off to Ashley. Ashley... Right. Because they were both so busy with Bachelor-related events uh-huh. this week, they literally couldn't get in the studio at the same time. So he talks for the first half, then he hands it off to her as she literally walks to the studio and sits down, and he leaves. Yeah, and so then she interviews Jason Mesnick, who comes on and explains what it's like to pick pull a the Mesnick. wrong person and pull, pull a Mesnick. And to go back to what you were saying, he said, like, chances are it still would have gone down the way it what did. I picked Melissa, but then I really, you know, meant Molly in the end. But he said he didn't want to get engaged because he was still feeling so conflicted. And he called Melissa's parents and was like, I didn't get to meet you in hometowns. I would 
like to continue dating your daughter, but I do not want to propose to her until I have met you and we know each other better. And the parents were like, okay, that sounds like on the up and up. So he tells his producers and they're like, that's awesome. So glad you got the parents approval. Next day, they're like, yeah, we called the parents and told them that you'll be proposing and got an okay from them. So here's the ring. So you can propose Go now. propose. And so it's like you do get forced into it, even yeah. though you want to do the right thing by your heart and by that other person. So we really – and Jason said he has told this story a couple of times, and I was like, well, this one is new to me, dude. Never yeah. heard this before. He had some really great insight, too, into – a lot of people are asking, why did Ari break up with Becca on camera? That just seems extra brutal. And he had some it's really extra. good insight into that. And Ashley asked him a great question because both Ari, Ari has now come out and said the reason he did it on camera is because he wanted Becca to be set up as the next bachelorette. Uh He wanted that for her and that by him breaking up with her on camera, he knows he's villainizing himself and setting the whole country up to love Becca and support her. And he's okay with being the villain because he's got Laura now and he's fine. so disgusting. Um, And Jason, so everyone's like, yeah, or he's just an asshole. Like, and you're coming up with that story now. But Jason says that that is what happened with him, too, because Ashley asked, "Why, did, when you're having problems with your fiancé, why are you guys even calling up the producers and telling them anyway Yeah, not talking to your fiancé? And he said, you know, well, they're constantly checking in with you. Yep. And he said, we knew that after the final rose was coming up, and I wasn't going to be with Melissa by then. So it sort of was like, how am I going to handle this on the after show when we're supposed to come out and look happy together? Yeah. And then I want it to be over. And he was like, and by that time, Melissa and I both kind of knew personally that it was over. Yeah. Um, but we were together sort of just for the show, really. Yeah. And so the producers say that they forced him to do what Ari did by bringing her to the studio and breaking up with her live. Now, we think some of the differences that kind of make Jason look a little bit better is Melissa knew before going yeah. in that the relationship was pretty much dead in the water. And it was just a chance for us as America, yeah. for the show, to see that they're yes. over. And also, he literally had not at all reached out to Molly. And nope. when he said to Molly, I just dumped Melissa and I want to be with you, he did not have any clue what her answer would be. He no. had not spoken to her. And you could tell, the look on her face was like, what? It's gold. It's gold. You, if you have not seen it, you guys, YouTube. Yes. YouTube it when Jason breaks up with, ask Molly back. And uh-huh. dumping Melissa. Don't watch the dumping Melissa part because that, that's a little sad. But also, I will say the huge difference is that like when he did break up with Melissa and ask for Molly back, they didn't have an audience. It was a close yeah. set. They're in the Thunderdome. They're in the candle Thunderdome. There's nobody there. There's it's nobody. all dark. And yeah, like, but like it was respectful. Yeah. You know was. what I mean? This time around was not respectful and wouldn't have happened if he didn't have Lauren's okay, whereas Jason exactly. does come across kind of like as a good guy. Like, I just something Melissa, I don't know where your head is. Yeah. Are you seeing anybody? Are you seeing anybody? And so then we know that they dated after that show for another eight months before he even proposed to right. her. Not six weeks, like numb nuts and Carl and Iron. Yeah. You know? And now they're happily married with two children. Yes. So he did make the right choice yeah. in the end. And they don't really count as bachelor couples who got married. No, they're not a good Sean Lowe and Catherine are the only technically couple from The Bachelor that has ever gotten married. Yep. Um, now, a couple of The Bachelorettes have gotten married, but have, dudes think, have shitty pickers. Yeah, we think the women's pickers just work a little bit better. I think so. So take that. But yeah, so those were two really good ones this week. I, I want to say one more thing yeah. about Ashley. I When she sat down and was talking by herself... Uh, she was kind of giving her opinion on uh, Ari and Lauren being together now. And I, I liked what she said. She said, you know what? They're happy. Let's leave them alone. We have to, America, deal with the fact that we didn't get our chick 
lit ending. Yeah, that was really our, smart. Like our, our chick flick. Our chick flick, chick flick ending. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, she's right. Yeah, that's what this is. Yeah, it's we're so mad about chick-lit. it because we didn't get our pretty fairy tale story in a package with a bow on it. Mm-hmm. It's true. That's why we watch these shows. Yeah. Like, oh, you can be in a crowd of 25 and he just sees you across the way and knows you're his wife. That's, it's all part of that, you know. Yeah. So, I guess I don't really have a whole lot uh, to say, but I will mention that there are two other shows that I listened to this week, and I'm not remembering super great, so I'm not going to try to belabor we them. listened to so we listened many to this so week. Much. You would be like, Erica, I just listened to this Ashley I and Ben one. I'd be like, great, on it. Yeah. I'd go listen to it. We would talk about it. You'd be like, here's the next one to listen to. I was like, great, Courtney, on it. And I would yeah. move over to the next one. I just want to mention these shows because I, I started listening to them, and I think they're good shows, and I want to kind of plug them a little yeah. bit. One called Bachelor Party. Um, which I think has rotating guests. Literally, I just started listening to them this week, so okay. I don't know much about them. Um, I think there's three or four hosts that kind of uh-huh. rotate. And then another show that's actually presented by Huffington Post called Here to Make Friends. That's a good one. That is a really good one. I, I enjoyed their insight and their recaps, yeah. but like, I don't have anything sparkling to recap I didn't listen for to you, them this the week. Listeners. I listened to them with Andy Dorfman a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They have... Um, if you are on the Huffington Post and you start to read a Bachelor recap, at the very bottom of that recap is their most recent episode of their podcast, and sometimes it'll just autoplay. So, like, you're reading on Huffington Post, and all of a sudden, two chicks are talking. You're like, what the hell is happening? You're like, oh, <laughs> podcast players at the bottom of the page. So, heads up on that. I also, since you talked about recaps, I just have to mention, if you're not going to listen to a podcast about The Bachelor, but you've got 20 minutes at your desk, Jesus. and you want to read recaps of the shows, and again, just laugh your ass off. Go to vulture.com because the woman that writes those recaps is fucking hilarious. Also, a really great one that I found late in the season is batches.com. Mm-hmm. They have their recaps are called the best damn bachelor recap on the internet, <laughs> and, and they might have the crown for that. Uh huh. She's amazing, the girl. Sergeant Olivia Betchinson is what her, her writing name is for the website, and very, very funny. Their podcast, Betch Slapped, uh-huh. um, I think we'll have a couple of the cast offs from the season of Ari's Bachelor. And I'm dying to listen to it because yeah. I think it's Rebecca M. and Kendall, and I think they have a lot to say. So I'm excited to check that out when it drops next week. Yeah, I've um, not listened to that podcast, but I would be interested too. Yeah, absolutely. It's on our saved Castbox account. <laughs> but um, yeah, though the vultures are great. Honestly, there's a really great article that I think if you are a Bachelor fan and you mm-hmm. didn't like what happened this season, check out the one that's like, here are seven things we need to do to mix up this show. It's stale. It's old. We need to do something new. And I mean, I cried at my desk. Reading it because it was so with funny. Laughter. With laughter. Yeah. I mean, they were like, let's ditch the roses. Say it after me, ladies. This is the last caved aged cheddar cheese block <laughs> of the night. And I was like, what chick wouldn't be super excited to oh get God, like geez. an $80 block of cheddar cheese <laughs> over a fucking rose? You know, curling iron doesn't eat cheese, I'm no, sure. I'd no. be like, yeah, oh, doesn't do dairy. <laughs> but yeah, there were so many podcasts about this. Season, and I think they're probably going to continue for another week or so. I listened to Off the Vine with Caitlin Bristow, and she had on Ashley Iconetti. Oh, she did? She oh, did. that's right. You told me about this, yeah. but I didn't listen. And so they were taping or recording on Monday afternoon. So then Ashley was like, you know, we're they off. They seen it They yet. hadn't seen it yet, and they were planning to Postmates, like Shake Shack or something, nice. to um, Ashley's place, because Caitlin was in L.A., and then watch the first part of the finale together. And mm-hmm. so they were just reminiscing about their time and just how different it was for them on their season of The Bachelor. It was really funny, but... Because they were both on Crystal's season. They were both season. on Crystal's season. And then Caitlin, of course, became a Bachelorette later on. But um, the only bummer was that, like, 
Ashley was like, I kind of know what's going on. And Caitlin was like, I don't want to be spoiled. And Ashley was like, cool. So like, how are you? (laughs) (laughs) And then what are we here talking about? Uh, Exactly. So I'm excited to see if Caitlin has any insights on her next episode now that she's watched back. I would love for her to talk through it with Sean, her fiance. I'm sure they will. Yeah. I I love it when the two of them talk on her podcast. And And like um, reminisce about their season. Yeah. Or just in general. Because again, she picked him on her season of Uh The Bachelorette. They did get engaged, but they're not married yet. They're taking their time because she's... What three bachelorettes ago now? Uh huh. Yeah, she and then and yep. then yep. Because that Rachel came and now it's Becca, so she's yeah, she's older, <laughs> I guess in, in bachelor terms. But she's still with her fiance, and I love hearing them talk to each other because her picker was definitely working right. Uh-huh. They're very much in love, and they talk to each other like an honest to god couple. Yeah, not like people that have known each other for forty exactly. hours. They're healthy, mm-hmm. and the way he you know was on that show, it wasn't you know I'm here. For her, it would always be like, I'm here to protect her. And, like, the way oh, yeah. he just, I like, loved her season. Oh, my God. It was – that's how we got Ben Higgins from that season. And it's a true. bunch of other guys that have gone on to do stuff. She had a great cast. So. Also gave us Nick. Nick. No, Andy no, gave us Andy Nick. Andy D- gave us Nick. We digress. We hate Ari. <laughs> we hate Ari. <laughs> we also hate Nick, though. Yeah, I still hate Nick Vile. <laughs> all right, so that's all of our Bachelor podcast recaps. I could continue to talk about The Bachelor and what happened, but I think for the sake of the audience, 40, we're at 40 minutes into the show. Yeah, I think I think that's good. I think they get it. They get it. They get it. Yeah. So let's talk about our other favorite yeah. reality TV, Kids Baking Champions. <laughs> Actually, I was into it with you the other night. I was like, oh, that little kid from Canada. Go, oh, you. So cute. Guys, if you're looking for wholesome reality, <laughs> wholesome reality television, what's wearing? Food Network's Kids Baking Championship or Anytime Kids Are on Chopped is, honest to God, the greatest thing ever. <laughs> They're just so precious and know how to cook better than you. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. But no, our true, true loves are, of course, the housewives over on Bravo. Correct. Um, this week, a gift was bestowed upon us in the form of the season 10 trailer of The Real Housewives of New York City. Now, I'm going to just say real quick, because Erica wants to say something, but we have talked about this already on the show. If you are a Patreon sponsor, um, you can get our bonus episode where we watch and live react Uh to that trailer ourselves. Uh, Again, that's patreon.com. Search for Podcast Rewind. Come be our friend over there. Yes, let us call you out. But first, before we keep on going, Mm -hmm. we do have a Patreon member that we need to call out. So thank you to Sandy Randolph for going over there and listening to our first two bonus episodes that we have. I just wanted to kind of go back and correct you Uh when you said that we were bestowed a gift in the Real Housewives of New York trailer. (laughs) We were bestowed two gifts this week. Oh, that's right. (laughs) That's right. So I suggest everybody either just search on the internet or go over to Jackie Schimmel from the Bitch Bible, her Instagram account. There's a video of the recent (laughs) cabriolet, cabralesque event that Luann Deliceps put on at like below 54 or something in New York City and the drunkest Sonia Morgan dancing and maybe trying to sing along to Money Can't Buy You class. But she kept putting the vagina or her microphone (laughs) in her vagina. So unless she was singing with those lips. I don't know. I hope they just turned her mic off. I think they did because you couldn't hear her. But... Something happens. You could see her. <laughs> because at one point, her wrap dress just literally awesome. gives up. The dress is pissed. It doesn't want to be there. It's <laughs> embarrassed. Enough. It deserves better. And girlfriends, <laughs> Kit and Caboodle, out. Thank God she was wearing underwear. 
But look, this is not suitable for work. It's basically porn because the ladies, yeah, the check girls, it out before somehow Instagram takes it down. Actually, I'm gonna look real quick while while we you talking. continue to so, go on. But you know, like that, <laughs> I feel a little bit bad about that because Sonia Morgan didn't ask to be naked on the internet. Oh, it's still again, there, guys. I've it's her, delish. I've seen her blurred out boobs on Bravo enough that I get, I don't think she can complain. No, I don't think um, so either. But let's go back. So the trip. <laughs> Erica's I'm just making me watch it right now. <laughs> okay, so she's sticking the microphone down the front of the dress. Now, this is like a red kind of a Marilyn Monroe yes. wrap dress. It's a halter, really flowy skirt down to the knee. Right now, she's literally hiking it up over her ass, sticking her microphone in her ass. I think I can turn the like, sound on. Like, how yeah, do- turn the sound on. So Luann is singing to Money Can't Buy You Class, her classic. And ah, there it goes! Sonia's wrap dress just has had enough. And I think that thing must be held together with like one piece of Velcro under the armpit because it just flies off. And then it's just hanging around her neck. And the video cuts off there. It's oh, so God, good. I laugh. I sent it to Amy the other day at work, like in her DMs on Instagram, and she was like, "Okay," and I was like, "Oh, she didn't watch it." And then next thing, thirty seconds in. later, I get, "Holy <laughs> shit!" <laughs> it's so good, but it's classic Sonia, and that's what we want to talk about is the fact that yes. what we get in this trailer is classic New York housewives. We're getting exactly what we we are getting the housewives we deserve. That's right. They are misbehaving, loud and proud. They're being assholes to each other, assholes to the city of New York, and bringing it back to podcasts, this beautiful, wonderful podcast that we love so much, Watch What Crappens, did an hour and a half (laughs) recap deep dive into this trailer. And the trailer's not even five minutes long. It's like two and a half minutes. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, we're talking clip by clip. Clip. Clip, clip, clip. That's a Dorinda for those of you that don't watch. <laughs> All the men obviously so understand what we're talking about. So they play the trailer in, what, five-second increments, and then they stop and break everything uh-huh. down. Okay, I didn't listen to this one, so you're really oh telling me God. this one. I had so many other things to worry about. I know, like, it was a big bachelor season. week. I know, I know. So I managed to fit this in on my walk last weekend. Oh, okay. Um, so they, okay, so that's what they do. So they, it's a two-and-a-half-minute trailer, and they play, like, five seconds, and then they stop. They giggle for a while, <laughs> and then they talk about it and, like, okay, what do you think is happening in this scene? Uh-huh. So, like, the opening of that trailer, uh, Dorinda is driving, and you hear Carol go, where are we even going? It's <laughs> like, Carol We and ask ourselves that every time I we watch Carol. forget else is in the car. Probably uh, Tinsley. Tinsley. Yeah. Tinsley. <laughs> of course. And, like, they just stop it, and they pause it, and they're both looking at it, and they're like, whoa, 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 look under Dorinda's arm. That is a double-A battery recharger. <laughs> and they're like, you know she keeps that in the car to put it in her Walkman? <laughs> so her batteries are always fresh for her Walkman. <laughs> so it's just those kinds of insights and um, excitement. Yeah. And, like, the breakdown of this trailer taking an hour and a half is absurd sounding, but it is highly, highly entertaining. Yeah, and the best thing that those two guys provide in regards to their recaps, is their spot-on impressions of everybody from Bravo. And they oh can God. crush it with these New York housewives. They really it's can. so good. Sometimes it goes on a little long. Yeah, yeah. But that's what that 30-second skip button for is. <laughs> or listening to something at 1.5 times of the speed. <laughs> um, okay, so what, listen to that, you guys. It's so much fun. Um, also, talking about reality TV and the housewives podcast related to, we, you guys know that we love Bitch Sesh. Yeah. Um, so not this week, but last week, they did a new thing 
that they literally never done and swore they wouldn't do, okay. but they they broke their own oath and they had a housewife on. As I a didn't guest. know that they never wanted to have a housewife on. No, they're really big into almost pretending like they don't do this because Casey and Danielle are both celebrities. Uh huh. Like they do this, and obviously it's really popular, and they they have live shows of this podcast. Yeah. But they're so they're like, do not tag the housewives. You know, Instagrams and Twitters, if you're retweeting us or sharing us or commenting, don't tag them. Like, we're being real shitty about who yep. these women are. And we prefer they not know that and come at. Like, they don't want to be come after. They don't yeah. want these people to, like, sick their audiences on them. So it, it's like they watch the housewives like they're zoo animals. Okay. They're basically they are. Are trying not to tap <laughs> on the glass. Yes. You know, like, yep. just don't bother the animals. Let them be in their environment uh-huh. and just watch and enjoy. Yep. And talk about it, you know, from safely from their you side. You want to influence them too. You don't want like them to exactly. kind of have any influence or think exactly. people say this stuff. They already have their own names as like a Google daily alert. So, and, and I think that's what makes it so so much extra funny too is that we know that Casey and Danielle really are in show business of like scripted, uh-huh. you know, television yeah. and movies. And, um, for instance, when they have Jerry O'Connell and other entertainment, like people with real established careers who just sit around and watch five to six hours of Bravo every week and are obsessed with it as you and me, Joe Schmoes. Uh I think that's what makes that show even extra fun. Agreed. But like I said, they broke the rules. And two weeks ago, they had Erica Jane from Beverly Hills on for the entire podcast. How'd that happen? I forget how they said they got her, but... Erica Jane, first of all, doesn't watch any of the other seasons, so she was kind of a dud to talk about. She said she watches Atlanta because she's friends with NeNe. Okay. Um, so in talking about, like, New York and all that, she was yeah. like, Erica Jane was a little bit of a dud. Uh, and she also said she listens to no podcast. She had she had no idea what she was doing there or who these women were <laughs> right. or why they what they say about her. She was just like, okay. Right. And I think how they got hooked up, because Brian Moylan was also on. Brian Moylan does the Sorry, recap. Sw- what are you doing? I there was, like, a ghost. <laughs> like, you know how sometimes you see something out of the corner of your eye? I saw, like, a reflection. It's somebody outside walking, but it looked like the reflection was, like, in our kitchen. And I just was like, what? Yeah, so Eric and I are sitting Sorry. at a table, and we usually look at each other while we talk. And I was talking about whatever, and Erica's face goes blank, and she stares out the window behind me. Like, are you having a seizure? What's happening? Do you smell toast? <laughs> What's going on? What's the matter? <laughs> that was a Bethany impression for you. Um, anyway, going back, they had Erica Jane on, which they swore they would never do, and they did it. And Erica Jane turned out to be very insightful. Awesome. Oh, I was getting to how I think they got her. Oh. Brian Moylan, who is the Vulture recapper of all the housewives on Vulture.com, has been on their show a couple of times as a guest. He's very close to Erica Jane because he's writing a, a book about her. Okay. Um, they would say ghostwriting, but when Erica was on the show, she's like, he's not ghostwriting. His name is going to go on the front of the book. Uh-huh. He's, I am, I'm basically, she commissioned him to write a book about her. Got it. So it's an autobiography, but she's not writing it. He is. A biography, then. Autobiography, because an autobiography is about yourself. Well, it's like when you give autobiography is when you write, write yourself. Yeah, so but biography, she's giving, ah, that's kind of like a weird. to him. Yeah. So you can write a biography about uh, somebody so and not ask for... Okay. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) anywho, um, she was actually very insightful and said some like kind of life advice things that I really liked. For instance, the women, the hosts were saying to Erica how when they watch the show and there's fights on the season, how often Erica really not stays out of it. She gets into it, but she doesn't come off looking like an asshole in most of the situations. And she was like, yeah, because when I've made my point, I stopped talking. Rena can't shut those big lips. Oh, and Rena yeah. keeps going and then she gets herself in serious trouble because uh-huh. she'll just go so far and then she'll finally go over the edge and say the one thing. She was like, it's my life motto. Say enough and then stop talking. Yes. And you don't get in trouble. And I was like, that's a really good, 
thing because I, I know that I get into situations where, you know how if you're in a meeting or something and you're talking and you think you're done, but then nobody's really reacting uh-huh. or maybe you don't think you've gotten your point across. So you keep going and then yep. you're like, no, nah, I've said too much. Exactly. That happens um, all the time. And so I'm like, I'm going to start doing that. When I've said what I need to say, I'm going to stop talking yeah. and it's up to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like in the workplace, you definitely have to be like, all right, well, I said what I need to say. I'm good. Yep. Any, next. Yeah. So, so I really like that. They have so another. Does this mean like when we're podcasting, when you're done, you're just going to stop and then just look at me. Uh, well, no, cause I'm in a presentational format right now as the host of the podcast and dead air is, you know, a dead podcast. Yep. So no, but maybe on the porch, if I just stop talking, it's because that's all I have to say. Perfect. Noted. Um, let's keep going with Bravo. Erica, you want to tell the world about a monstrosity of a podcast Ooh. coming out? So yeah. So of course, all things Bravo in our world. Yep. And I've talked about Straight Up with Stassi before on this podcast. She is from Vanderpump Rules. Mm-hmm. And um, I think all of them, you know, to be on Vanderpump Rules, you have to work at Sir. And so yeah. it's like maybe one day a week or something. Um, and Stassi's now doing like event planning or something, and it's stupid. Yeah, but she's a fake wedding. Another um, cast member. Cast member. Vanderpump yeah. Rules. Um, it's so weird to say cast member. <laughs> I mean, they are. I know, it's true. Um, her name is Sheena Shea. And she is starting her own podcast called Shenanigans. And I heard it as a, I played it for you earlier, yeah. like the quick 30 second trailer, because it played during like another podcast that I was listening to, I think off the vine uh-huh. with Caitlin Bristow. And she was just like, first of all, I have to listen to that voice when I'm watching. She Vanderpump sounds like Kermit Rural. the Frog. <laughs> Yeah, you have to hear the watch what happens, guys, the way they describe her. It's so perfect. He did but- not kiss my girl. I'm from Daryl. It's a lie. This is very inclusive, just with like very insular. Yeah, nobody know. knows us. This is great. Um, but listening to her talk on Vanderpump Rules for like the eight minutes she may have total uh-huh. is just it's tough. It's tough. It's just enough. Like I can bow out an hour with this and her interviews. I can't Absolutely imagine it's going to be good, but she was like, we're going to have fun and party and play games and interview people. It's going to be full of shenanigans. Get it? That's why it's called shenanigans. shenanigans. <laughs> I was like dying. Shana, no, no. Put the mic down. Go home. It sounds like it's going to be the podcast version of um, like a TGI Fridays. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she going to have enough flair. So what the I drinks have... are kind of shitty. <laughs> If, if this podcast was a restaurant, what do you think we would be? A five-star Michelin restaurant? <laughs> Maybe like Sir, like it thinks it's classy, but it's really trashy. You know what this would be? This would be like one of those restaurants that you go to where they are like, oh, do you like the Shake Shack burger? We have a different way to make it. It tastes like Shake Shack. <laughs> like when you go places that want to have bang bang shrimp from Bonefish Grill, but they can't call it that. So it's like wham bang shrimp. <laughs> That's exactly who we are. Pow pow shrimp. shrimp. Oh, and it's also a tapas restaurant because you don't want a big meal. You just want a tiny yeah, little right. meal. You try lots of things. Well, solid business plan made. <laughs> Do we have Trademark. any other frivolous podcasts to recap this week? Um, I did listen to other podcasts. I will say I listened to the Skinny Confidential, and mm-hmm. I know I've talked about her before, but she did a really great podcast. It was just her, and she called it her master list. Uh-huh. And so she just was like, okay, I've talked about healthcare before. All right, here are my 10 top, like, hair care things and my face stuff. And so it was just like a verbal list, basically, yeah. that she just, like, read out loud. It was kind of good. Um, I should mention our new friends over at I'd Be Friends With Us yeah. also talked about The Bachelor on their podcast That's they this did week. with their boss. With, well, they brought in, so I think the two girls, by the way, they're from West Virginia. I think I mistakenly said they were from New York or something last week, or I thought they were, but they're from West Virginia, 
And um, I believe one of them is a radio host. So that's why their sound quality is so fucking good. Um, oh, one girl, Sienna, her voice. Sienna's voice is amazing. Is, like, I, what did I say the other night? It was Delilah good. Yeah, Delilah <laughs> good. But I, um, I believe that Sienna is the one that's watching The Bachelor and Jamie is not. And she wanted to talk about it on the podcast so bad. Yes. They brought in someone they work with who's their boss at the radio station. And he's a male. And uh, he came in to talk Bachelor because he's an avid watcher. So that Sienna had someone to bounce off of. It was funny. It was very, very funny. He said he and his wife both watched, but he had been working late or something on Monday night. So the wife watched and he hadn't. And, you know, like over dinner, he knows that she knows what's going on. And he's like, tell me. She's like, no. She went to bed early so he could sit down with the DVR and watch it. Was it. Really it was a really funny episode. Um, I, we love I'd Be Friends With Us. Yeah, they're great. We also love podcasts. We, do. we love talking about them. And so if you want to know more about the podcasts that we are talking about, check us out on our Instagram page mm-hmm. at podcast RWD. You can check us out on Facebook. We're always over there. And every now and then we throw out some tweets also at podcast RWD. We want you guys to be our friend. Be our friend. Don't forget to come over to Patreon as well and be a uh, rewinder officially uh, through sponsorship there. And let's see, I think that until episode 22, we should continue, as always, to be kind and rewind. All right, bye, guys. Bye-bye.